Welcome to the TNL Talks podcast. I'm Chris Galloway, Director of Secondary Learning, Advanced Academics, and Assessments for Floresville ISD. And I'm Irma Guerra, Director of Elementary Learning and Federal Programs here in Floresville ISD. Welcome to episode six. Uh, first, I wanted to start off by talking about our last episode. We had a special Easter egg that was in the end of the podcast on episode five, which was actually the sound of a cow. And so <laughs> we wanted to celebrate our listeners and those who listen to our podcast. And we put out a request saying that the first teacher in Floresville ISD that can identify that sound by sending us a picture of that sound which was a cow, then they would receive a gift from Irma and I. Congratulations to Mike Haig from Floresville High School. He was the first teacher to send us the picture of the cow, and he received a nice little gift bag. You can see all the information posted on my Twitter account. Yes, and also Kim Cathy featured it this week in her communication that she sends out her quick notes. You can see his picture there, and Dr. Galloway took him some gifts. I was not able to join, but congratulations, Mr. Haig. Thank you for listening. This week's episode, we are going to focus on changes that are just happening throughout the district at various levels. At our elementary level, something new that we're implementing this year is Capturing Kids' Hearts. We went through our training at the beginning of the year last year. I think it was middle school, right, Dr. Galloway? Correct. That started. Now we have both of our elementaries that have been trained, and I have to say, that in the classrooms been honored to go into in the past couple of weeks, I have seen those elements of capturing kids' hearts really very evident around. So it's really nice to to have something to fall back on on how we build relationships with students and how we really build our community into something larger. That, that's been really nice to see. We're also going through, of course, our new ELAR standards, which is also affecting middle school level. So really learning about what's changed with the standards, what's been moved around, what's completely new, and then what's been sort of removed from the standards is something that we're looking at and we'll talk about even more this Monday at our FISD language arts training that we're planning on having for both elementary schools and the middle school. We're also looking at instructional minutes and the design of how we we implement uh, instruction for our students and what we spend our time with doing and looking at writing workshop implementation and really helping our students to grow as readers and writers. Uh, Dr. Galloway, why don't you talk to us about some of the changes going on at the middle school level? Absolutely. So at the middle school level, we had restorative practices training for teachers and also the high school as well. We had an overview of restorative practices for all the teachers, and then we had in-depth training for sixth and ninth grade teachers, and we are seeing that training is paying off. Now, middle school did go through Capturing Kids Hearts last year, but Restorative Practices is just more tools for the teacher's toolbox on how to build relationships with kids and ensure that those relationships that sometimes are damaged due to behavior can be restored between the teacher and student, student to student. And I know that Kim Cathy is going to feature information on Restorative Practices this week in her quick notes and I on FISD. For restorative practices, explain to everybody listening the in-depth training that happened for sixth and ninth grade. What's the long-term plan for continuing that work 
so that it's not just, you know, obviously sixth and ninth grade that are going to be exposed to that. The sixth and ninth grade teachers receive what's known as green training, which is some tools that they can use in a classroom, some activities to further improve relationships with students and to ensure they have options available to ensure that they consequence uh, students appropriately when, when needed, but also rebuild that relationship. Now, it's something that needs to be monitored and it's something that takes time to roll out. So that's why we started with our sixth and ninth grade teachers this year. Next year will be our seventh and 10th grade teachers as we roll it up to the next grade level. But the overall training was something we wanted to give teachers because we wanted teachers to understand that administrators and counselors who received what's known as the red training, because that's the consequences of the part of the restorative practices, um, they need to understand why the counselors and the administrators are issuing the consequences they are mm -hmm. and why there's this need to rebuild the relationship, even though those other teachers had not received the full training. Also at the middle school with the new ELAR teaks, we've been working on the training for September 16th with our ELAR teachers, which is going to be focused on writer's workshop, ensuring that writing is done with purpose and that it's done more frequently. We know that more writing does not improve scores, but we know purposeful writing with that's feedback true. actually improves scores. So that's something we're focusing on because many of the teachers have not received that training previously. And so this is something that the instructional coach, Ms. Coco Pena, and I have been working on to ensure that our teachers have a great training on September 16th. But additionally, at the middle school, something that's a little different that is tied to instruction is pause time, which used to be every other day or twice a week, is now going to be every day at the middle school. And this is 30 minutes of intervention time for students to receive the support in areas where they're struggling, in their core content areas, as well as on Fridays will be Literacy Fridays and Social Emotional Fridays, where there will be a lesson tied to a autobiography or biography article that the students can relate to, which will be inspirational. And they will read this article, they will talk about the article, they will write about the article, and there will be a social emotional lesson will be tied to it as well so they can kind of see how it all comes together. Um, ultimately the goal is for the whole child to be taught not just in one area of literacy. Right. I like the way that that model looks because you know we, we've done so much like you mentioned with capturing kids hearts and restorative practices. This is just brings home that idea that we're trying to integrate it into all facets mm -hmm. of learning. And so it's not just a one-time training that we're going to get and then, you know, okay, that was a great idea that year. What's going to happen mm -hmm. this next year? This is something that we're continuously finding purpose in in our daily work, even through the strategic plan, as we had mentioned before. And so that really, I think, helps to kind of unify us and to really show the importance of, of that idea on all of our campuses and the work that we're doing. I agree. It refers back to the portrait of a graduate. You know, we're trying mm -hmm. to create these 21st century learners that are going to be successful after high school. And ultimately, you know, us in the workforce know that we're going to deal with conflict with employees. There's going to be times where we're going to have to get things done. We're going to give those students the tools they need to solve those conflicts, as well as to be successful in any career they choose. Right. And I really like the fact that Dr. Bays is modeling a lot of what we're doing on the campuses with our students, the teachers are expected to do, and, and we want them to do. Dr. Bays is modeling that in our leadership oh, team yes. meetings mm -hmm. at Central Office. We are practicing it here as well as adults 
results. In fact, I believe at the next leadership training, we should see some more information on social emotional learning, and we're going to be practicing some more stuff, but I don't want to give it away. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that should be fun. We're, I'm looking forward to it. You'll, I'm sure we'll have a good time and you know, also see the importance of us as adults really being mindful of our own social emotional learning. You know, we, we have a, a hard job that we do every day, and it's good to always come back to the whole person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that, that Dr. Bayes is modeling that and that we're going to you know, be able to move forward with that idea. Yeah, it's, it's really good for not just students, but for adults. So we need to practice that. And one more thing that I'd like to add about change and some new things going on is at the high school. We really did a lot of research on what prepares kids for the next level, whether it's college, career. And what we found was, is through the research, the best way to prepare students for the next step, which could be college, is bringing college down to the high school. So we expanded our dual credit options at the high school by forming a partnership with Coastal Bend College. Mm-hmm. And we have a hundred more students taking oh, wow. courses this year than we had last year. So I'm excited to see where that takes us. But students literally have the opportunity to finish high school with an associate's degree. And we've opened up courses down to our freshman level where before you had to be at least a junior in mm-hmm. high school to take some dual credit classes. So this is not only going to be important for students to become better students and to receive some college credit, but it mm-hmm. also saves money for families in the future because an associate's degree from Coastal Bend is about close to $5,000 if oh, wow. you go to Coastal Bend. But if they go through the dual credit program, they're going to be paying about half of that. Oh, wow. That's awesome. What a great opportunity for a kids. I just can't believe all the different opportunities that, you know, over time we've been able to bring to our kids. I'm very appreciative of the work that you put into that. And I know so are the parents and the students in the district for the opportunities that we're bringing them. And and we just continue to grow and, and do really good things here in the district. Exactly. Now let's introduce our listeners to our special guests this week. This week, we have a very special guest. We have Jessica Galarza from Region 13. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners, Jessica, and kind of tell them who you are and what your role is. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. My name is Jessica Galarza. I'm an educational specialist with Region 13. Some of my primary focuses are the program's TEKS resource system, and right now the biggest one is the text guide program that you guys have been piloting for three weeks. That's awesome. Well, I know I've heard a lot of great things about text guide from some of our teachers. I know it's currently for only the core areas, correct? Yes. Okay. Some of the teachers aren't too familiar with it yet because it's new. What are some of the features that teachers should be aware about text guide? Okay, so with our text guide, like you said, it's in the four core subjects, social studies, science, math, and language arts. Um, When you open up a text guide, you will see um, the unit kind of guiding questions and um, direction for the students, what the students are expected to know. We separate every standard by performance assessment. So when teachers look at a text guide, they'll see kind of the end goal, and kind of backwards planning. So they'll see what the goal is at the end, and then we kind of break down what are the standards that need to be learned and mastered by the students. Um, one aspect of text guide that teachers really love is the ability to, yes, you have your standards identified, yes, you have the sequence of when it needs to be taught, but text guide puts in the how. So text guide provides the teachers the activities and the how to use the activities in their lessons to simplify their role in planning and to also give them more time in getting to know their students and working with their students to learn those standards. 
That sounds amazing because the one thing I hear that teachers always say is they don't have enough time. Yes. And when I was a teacher, that was the biggest issue is I loved everything coming into my classroom, but the biggest thing was where am I going to find the extra time? So text guide really simplifies and allows teachers to get some time back because we really work on our end to make sure that those activities are there. Supplemental videos, there are sample unit assessments as well that can help the students. So it is all there and we're working on our, our end as well to make sure that everything is to a high cognitive level and will really support those students when it does come time at the end of the year for those star. I understand that it's aligned to TEKS resource which makes it aligned to the TEKS, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, and so I also noticed there's several links in there with additional resources. What are some of the extra resources that are in, in text guide that teachers might be able to use? So we have, I know Discovery Education is a huge thing. A lot of times, especially with students of today who are behind devices nonstop, sometimes hooking kids with a video is a great way to get them interested in the topic and to be a good intro into units. So you'll find supplemental resources that may be linked to videos like Discovery Ed. And you also will find links to um, our teacher toolkit, which are strategies like think, pair, share, or grouping strategies, and just activities that the teachers can use to make that learning. You'll also find links to various documents embedded in our Google Drive, which teachers who have text guide will have mm -hmm. access to that in Drive as well. And those might be um, pre-laid out vocabulary banks for students to use. And basically the links will provide the teachers the exact activity, might take them to a website with the idea, maybe it'll show them a video of how to model that activity, take them to links to how can they incorporate that in their classroom. Again, teachers know best what will work and what will not work in their classroom. So the text guide really provides teachers many options of what they can choose from based on their students. So it sounds like text guide is a really great resource for teachers, especially for the core areas. What about my teachers who aren't in the core areas? What are some things coming down the pike in the future that maybe they could look for in text guide? Yeah, so we are definitely working with our bilingual and ESL department to make sure that we have some of those resources embedded. Our goal is to embed a project-based learning lesson, a big awesome. unit for as many units as we can find. I would really like to make those PBLs be cross-curricular. So it'd be really awesome to be able to pull in other subjects, even maybe social studies is doing something, maybe it can align to something that they're learning in math and in science as well. So those are the two things that I know are coming down the line and I can keep you updated with any others. Great, awesome. So is there anything that we're missing or anything else you'd like to add? I don't think so. I think we've kind of discussed the biggest things strongly behind text guide and the TEKS resource system. I think it's a great addition to any campus. And again, the biggest point coming from myself as a former teacher is just how much time it gives back to teachers. Great. Thank you for joining us on our podcast this week. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. We have a lot of exciting and new things going on, and I'm glad that our listeners got an opportunity to listen to that today and learn some more about some of the great things we have going in Floresville ISD. Remember, if you have any ideas or comments, you can always reach us by email at iGuerra at FISD.us. And C. Galloway at FISD.us. And we're looking for inspiration and ideas for shows. So please reach out to us if you have an idea. Even if you don't want to be on the podcast, send us some information on some staff members or students that are doing great things in your classrooms so that we can get out there and showcase them with our podcast. Episode six is in the books, and until next time, bye! bye.